Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. I, I can do the opening if you can't find your papers over there so that you don't have anything to read. Sure. Good morning. This is Welcome to WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, your subpar host of the program. That means I'm just not that good, folks. No. <laughs> no, it means I'm, I'm, means I'm better than above average. I'm sorry. Okay. Just get it right. <laughs> Come on. If you're going to be me, you're going to have to at least be me. All right. Welcome on board, everybody. It is. Just helping you get your act together. I, I miss one of my key pieces of paper. Every day I read the same piece of paper, paper. that has seven words on it, and, and I read, you read it the it same, the same way. way every day. <laughs> and I don't have it, so I cannot start the program. I think at the well, top... Well, that's it, folks. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Join us again tomorrow. I think at the top it says, uh, Welcome on board the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. www.sunburymotors.com. We don't say that anymore. We don't? Oh, no. that's too bad. I thought that no, was No, that's from the fifth. I'm sorry, there was no internet in the 50s. Uh, Let's see, 1-800-795-9565 is our open phone. You can talk about important things if you wish. The bold, decisive, progressive leadership of President Joe Biden is a perennial (laughs) topic. (laughs) Joe's okay. I'm Uh, choking over here. Let's see, important, uh, the catastrophe at the U.S. southern border. Oh, but you know what really takes precedence over all of this? What? Nancy Pelosi. Well, let me give the, the preamble first. Well, all right, first. but I mean, w- this is something we need to hear. All right, well, but Stan is waiting. Well, Stan can wait a second because Stan's going to agree <laughs> yeah, with what so I'm going to say. Stan, Joe's, to- <laughs> Joe's time is more valuable than yours, no, just so Stan, you know. No, Stan's got a minute. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. That's the WKOK text <laughs> connects. No, just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, now. Nancy Pelosi has been hit after thanking George Floyd for sacrificing his life. Twitter users pounced on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi after she publicly thanked George Floyd for sacrificing your life for justice. She said, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How heartbreaking was that? Call out to your mom. I can't breathe, Pelosi said during a news conference with members of the Congressional Black Caucus. University of Illinois history professor and longtime black activist Barbara Ransby reacted with utter shock. Did Pelosi just say, George Floyd, thank you for sacrificing your life for justice? He did not sacrifice his life. His life was violently taken. I mean, come on. If you look up idiot in the dictionary, Nancy Pelosi's picture just has to be there for this. I well, mean, but it, I think your picture there would be uninformed. I, I really think what she's speaking to is what is a, a really, a really critically deep legacy issue associated with race in America. And I do not think that George Floyd literally sacrificed his life or made any sort of a conscious uh, effort to do that. But I do believe that uh, you can certainly view this as his sacrifice 
sacrifice has helped lead us to this inflection point. And again, if you don't get race, you're not going to get what she's what, talking what, about. You know, I'm familiar with the word sacrifice. That implies something you do voluntarily, something you give up voluntarily. I don't think George Floyd signed up to be really? have his foot, okay. someone's foot put in his neck for nine minutes. You're pretty darn him. on sacrifice. Tell us, tell us what sacrifice really means, though. Sacri- a sacrifice is something you give up. What do you do at Lent? You sacrifice something, do you mm-hmm. not? It's not something someone does for you. They don't come to you and say, "Mark, you're going to give up mm-hmm. uh, chewing gum." for nine weeks. It's something you do on your own. So a sacrifice is something, if you willingly lay down your life for someone, that is a sacrifice. George Floyd didn't, wasn't given that opportunity. He was killed by a police officer. Right. He was murdered. So and it, so if a individual who is black is frequently discriminated against, stopped while black, uh, has difficulty either in education or the medical, you know, seeking medical care or anything along that line, uh, accepts that and doesn't lash out and doesn't fight with police and doesn't... Uh, oh, so George Floyd was exercising nope, on, his... Don't, no, and doesn't uh, resist arrest, uh, you know, when, when they are captured for a bona fide crime, an actual crime. It is those individuals doing a sacrifice, not George Floyd. He didn't do a sacrifice, but everybody else who accepts this is? I I just don't think you get the word sacrifice. Mm, And I know you're smart enough to get it. You're just being cantankerous this morning. Well, no, I think we're at an impasse. You don't get sacrifice. You don't get race, and I don't get sacrifice. I get race. I understand it. George Floyd had no choice in this issue. George Floyd had no choice. If he had his choice, he would not have died. I'm absolutely confident he would not have said to Chauvin, keep your foot on my deck, neck. I want to be a martyr for my cause. <laughs> be, well, uh, do you believe he was? He, you believe he would have done that? I think he is a martyr. I don't think he chose to do so. No, I, 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 I don't think sacrifice necessarily is a choice. I think sometimes you get sacrificed. and Right. Uh, you get sacrificed, as in when they take a little child or so. a goat and slit its throat and put it on an altar somewhere like they used to do in the Incan civilization. That's a sacrifice. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're, we're, we are at an impasse here. I do not understand the well, I guess these black professors don't understand it either. The people who came down on sacrifice. Pelosi. Sacrifice. Joe, of course, as uh, has always been the case, uh, been always, all, probably always the case, but certainly more obvious in recent years, uh, uninformed about race. Uh, Stan, you are on the mark. Please inform us. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Joe's right. Pelosi's a... Oh, she's she had to have been. There's only one one reason that she could have possibly made such an idiotic statement. She was a half a bottle in and three sheets to the wind. That's <laughs> the only answer for it, because nobody in their right mind would say something so stupid. Now, <laughs> that being said, yesterday during the press conference at the White House, Miss Miss Saki is it Saki? Mm-hmm. Saki right. made made this statement that. We have to do something about this police violence in this country. In reference to the uh, Columbus, Ohio shooting of the 16-year-old girl that was attempting to stab another girl. Now, Joe, as the police, as the, as the mayor of Shemokin Dam, you have however many officers you have down there. If, if one of your officers rolled up onto a situation where... They're ch- somebody's running out of the house. Somebody tripped. Now I seen the the body cam video. Somebody came running at him. Somebody tripped. Guy was kicking at the girl that was on the ground. Girl got up with the one with the knife. The one that got shot and ran towards the girl in pink. There was a girl there in pink. Okay, I, I no names, nothing. 
Now you can't. I can't when in a full speed action video. You know the body cam video, full speed. I can't determine that she has a knife that she's going to stab this. But when they break it down into stills, that girl had the knife cocked back, ready to jam it into that other girl's as deep as it would go. Right. So the cop made a split sec. You know, a split second decision. She had to go down. Four shots, maybe, maybe just too excessive. Who knows? But regardless, she went down. Now, if he had stood there and waited for her to plunge that knife into that girl in pink, what would have happened to the cop? Then he would have been, then he would have been railed on as not doing his job to prevent that murder. You're right. Because the girl probably would have done. So, what is he either a you know a hero or a heel? Which 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 one would you you know? Well, plus the me, fact the cops a hero. Plus the fact they released the audio of the 911 calls, and the people were all were very emotional. Hurry, get here! He's trying to she's trying to stab my grandma, you know. So that's what the police are rolling up, knowing that there's an attempted uh, stabbing going on. There's someone's trying to attack an older lady. And the cop has no choice. I love this. On MSNBC, they were showing it frame by frame by frame. Unfortunately, the cop didn't have a chance to watch it frame by frame by frame. He had to watch it as it rolled out in real time and make a split-second decision. And these people who are second-guessing him, uh, if it were my kid, forget about being a, uh, the mayor and, and supervising the police department, if it were my kid that was up against that car and the woman was approaching her with a knife, I would want the cop to shoot. Well, when when the when the cop first rolled up, that girl in the pink was back away. She was at, at the car, but she wasn't being jammed into the car by the other person. I think the cop kind of asked her what was going on before the, there's two or three people come running out of the house, and the one trips and falls. Then I see a guy kicking at her. I'm not sure which one's which. I can't tell because it's happening so fast. So that cop has to sort all that out within two seconds or less. And try to save a life, right? Yeah, and so he saves a life and has to take one. So, you know, in my opinion, he did the right thing. Everybody else is, you know, on the left, he's a criminal. You know, you got LeBron James putting his little tweet out there with the hourglass that says, your time is up or you're next or yeah, something next. like that. And, and put the, uh, the, the Columbus, Ohio's cops picture on it that, you know, you're next, basically referring to like Chauvin, you know, he just got convicted. Well, then he took it down because he caught a lot of heat for that. But he has no information about what went on or anything else. But right away, they jump on the cop. And then he comes back. And, then he comes back, and this is his quote from LeBron James when he started getting a lot of heat for it. I am so damn tired of seeing black people killed by police. This isn't about one officer. It's about the entire system, and they always use our words to create more racism. I took the tweet down because it's used to be to create more hate. Well, you know, he posted he posted hateful he posted hateful words. <laughs> yeah, the guy's got 50 million followers on Twitter. I think he has a pretty big responsibility to before he opens his mouth to understand the facts and to make sure he knows what he's talking about. What did about. his tweet say? His tweet said, "You're next, right?" You're next. And he oh. posted an an un Un, what do you call it? They make those pictures fuzzy sometimes. But right. he posted the actual picture of the officer. So he right. is uh, saying that the officer is next to be killed? Or no, the I next think he meant next tried. to be tried. I okay. don't think he meant killed. I don't think he was advocating violence. But I think and the, do what we he did. know exactly what happened in Columbus yet? Yeah, we well, who knows? Probably not. 
I mean, it, it, I haven't seen the video, but you guys have, and it's plainly obvious the officer shot an individual with a knife who was about to hurt someone. That right. much is clear, right? That is 100% perfectly clear, clear. Okay. yes. Well, and, then, and your beef today is, Stan, about LeBron, and, and what's your main complaint otherwise? Well, right away, everybody from the left wants to jump on this cop. They're having protests. The BLM has protests in, in Columbus last night and everything else. They're Not marching everybody. to say that he killed, killed a, well, she certainly wasn't unarmed, you know, a, a black person. Well, yeah, she's the one that was about ready to stab another one. So let's see. The headline could be, cop saves black girl from being stabbed by another black girl, or cop kills black girl, period. Now, which, which would be the correct headline? And how widespread are the protests? I'm sorry, I don't know. I did hear CBS, and I believe that was in Columbus, Ohio. Well, the students at at Ohio State University are demanding that the university sever all ties with the Columbus Police Department. Okay, so so on the campus, there's uh, that is happening, and in Columbus, uh, you said everybody on the left is protesting. Where else are the rest of the protests? Well, 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 the left. I mean, I guess you got to get on Twitter and read all the crap that they put on there. But you got Valerie Jarrett who was in the in the Obama administration, basically calling, you, you know, it was a knife fight. He, cop killed a girl trying to break up a knife fight. Well, no, knife fights only happen when both person, both parties have a knife. The cop brought One a gun to a knife fight. One girl had no knife. Okay. No, the, the other thing that bothers me is um, I guess they're having a, uh, some kind of a service for uh, Dante Wright today, and Reverend Al Sharpton is speaking at his funeral. He's going to be, he's going to be there. The man you I love find to hate. It, I find it interesting that he chooses to go to this funeral where a white police officer made a tragic mistake, we think, and killed a, a black boy, but he never touches the funerals of like the seven-year-old or eight-year-old little girl in Chicago who was gunned down with her father killed while waiting for a Happy Meal at a McDonald's. Now, of the two, I think the latter is the more serious. So is there anything blacks can do that's right in your mind? It's not a black thing here. It's not got nothing to do with black people doing right things or wrong things. If there is black-on-black violence, I would like to think that was just as much of a concern to everybody. It is to me. I feel sorrier for that little girl who was shot down with her dad while trying to get a Happy Meal at McDonald's than I do for a guy who made a conscience choice to try and get back in his car and run from the police. All right, Stan, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Well, until until people, you know, get their heads straight and determine, you know, that the, if a cop stops them, anybody, I don't care whether they're black, white, green, or blue, if a cop stops you for whatever reason, you comply with the cop. You sort it out at the courthouse if it comes to that. If it's for a traffic ticket, you take the traffic ticket, and if you don't think it was right, you fight it. If it's because you're having an active arrest warrant on you and they try to arrest you, you take the arrest, you go sort it out in court. That's why they have lawyers and that's why they have courts. But until that's taken care of, this is going to continue to happen all the way around. doesn't matter what race you are because, frankly, I've seen a Chiron on Fox. So far, there's been more unarmed white people and more white people in general killed by cops this year than there are black. Now, I understand that the black population is of a lower number than the white population. But here, regardless, the, the numbers of white killed by cops was triple of what it was black, okay? And then the unarmed was, I think, two more. 
All right. So, you know, so until people get it through their thick skulls that well, they may not like, I don't like to be cut, stopped for a speeding ticket, but usually when I get stopped for a speeding ticket <laughs> or anything it. like that, it's because I know I was speeding. Right. So you laugh about it, you give them the information, and you drive away when they're done. All right, we got you, Stan. Thank you so much. Right, really appreciate you, that. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Give us a buzz. Uh, we're glad to say that we have our crack producer over there, Mr. Matt Catrillo, our super duper news director, is our producer today. So we'll keep him informed about when the phone rings, which it is not now, and that's your cue. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We got to keep the black man down one way or another. So how can we do that? One eight hundred. Characterizing this thing as, as, so, as, as you're a racist i'm sorry but you're acting like a racist uh, nobody's character saying keeping the black man down i'm worried really? about lifting them up and are you happy sure they protested in columbus there it's their right as long as they were doing it peacefully it's their right are I think they in the right that i don't think so okay, because in so this uh, case i think that they're wrong in not giving this officer the benefit of the doubt but i understand the fact that you know there have been some killings that weren't justified and i can understand why people would come away with being suspicious of the police right away i right, understand I that stand corrected as long as you agree with joe you are able to protest <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number we're enjoying life in the central pennsylvania white cocoon and and uh, we really are slowly becoming woke. We'd love to hear from you. Give us your view. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car Here's buying, Don. there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. You're getting old over there. You don't press the button fast You can't enough. stop being bossy, can you? you <laughs> no. Gave, you gave it up 10 years ago, and now you want to start up well, again. Well, just a little control I have here today, just urging you on. When to did you retire? Things. 2004? 2008. 2008. Okay. Boy, it seems like forever. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> time flies when you're having fun, right? <laughs> no, time flies when you're enjoying yourself. It's like how, it's like you blink your eyes and summer goes by. You blink your eyes and the time that Joe was gone is over. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-956. Five is our telephone number. Joe always had an open door policy, so I took advantage of it, and I like to interrupt him regularly. And <laughs> you did, so he didn't get anything done. <laughs> All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Steve, thank you for calling from Shemokin, PA. You are on the mark. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I like to say I like to carry on an experiment, or both sides to meet halfway in the middle. Now, there's a lot of talk about defunding police having uh i'll say civilians uh make traffic stops and everything well before we go to a drastic measure 
why don't we have all the police across the nation only work five days a week and only work two shifts, day shift and evening shift? That'll save money. Now, I hope you know I'm being facetious. But instead of working seven days and all these cops, these departments that are short on police and they have to work double shifts and 12 on, 12 off, Again, I'm being facetious. If the left has a better idea, then let our cops only work Monday through Friday, day shift and evening shift, have the weekends off, and no police in the evenings. And then the people that want to change the police department, they still call the cops when they're in trouble, no matter what they say. They say... The cops are no good, but in the evening if someone's breaking into the house, they call the cops. Let's meet halfway. Let's have the cops work Monday through Friday, day and evening shifts, and they're off the rest of the time. And let's see how that works out, and let's see what other ideas the other side has. And we can have Congress pass a law that no crimes may be per- committed while the police are taking their time off. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Two As- lawbreakers absolutely. follow the law. <laughs> You think lawbreakers lawbreakers will follow that law? (laughs) And the people, they'll feel safe because at least they'll have two days out of the week and every uh, evening morning watch that they don't have to be afraid of cops. They can do whatever they want, go whatever they want. So let's just meet halfway and... uh, well, the that's cops a good only idea. Work Forty hours shift. Gotcha. And, and Steve, are there? Let's suppose we don't make any changes in our policing. Let's just keep it the way it is. Are there any improvements we can do, or are officers already being trained sufficiently? Or is there? I mean, are there any improvements within policing that we that would seem appropriate in your view? I think the police department is well trained. Gotcha. Okay. I think I think instead of getting a colored picture of what goes on, we're getting black and white. The people have to move from viewing things as black and white and go to color and see everything. There's bad cops everywhere. There's bad doctors. There's bad radio announcers. What? <laughs> what? No, let's watch that, buddy. <laughs> you, you, you know, people aren't up to the task. But what I'm saying is this police department, and don't forget, a lot of people, white and black, they've been arrested numerous times. Maybe a cop arrested a guy two years ago. He looks familiar. There, there was a, I'm not making excuses for that, but I'm saying there is no black and white in any profession, especially the police department. Well, the other thing, that, the other thing that I think is is important here is that the protesters and the people are focusing on the end result, and the end result tragically is that a black person was killed by a police officer. But they're not taking into consideration all of the circumstances around it. Derek Chauvin is a far cry from that officer who mistakenly drew her gun instead of her her uh, taser, and a far cry from the police officer responding to a girl wielding a knife and about to stab somebody. The circumstances are entirely different in all three of those, but the end result was the same. A young black person was killed. 
And, you know, I, I don't know how we, we address the problem until we're willing to admit that all the circumstances are different and require a different response from the police and a different response from society. And is that what most uh, is noteworthy, do you think, from both uh, LeBron James and the crowd in Columbus, Ohio, is that we don't know everything yet or that we they're just in the wrong altogether in this particular case, Columbus, Ohio specifically. I'm not saying everybody's wrong, but you got to open up your eyes. Everything isn't black and white. There's people that criticize the police that wouldn't ever want to put on a uniform or a badge. And what about, it's always, it's most of the time, 99%, it's the white cops. Every major city, that they have a lot of black cops and brown cops and yellow cops and red cops working. I don't see them coming out defending their department rightfully or wrongly or even criticize their department. I think the training's fine. I think everything's fine. If people want to defund the cops and all that, like I said, work Monday through Friday, two shifts. And then at least on the weekends, the people won't have to be afraid of the cops. All right. We got you, Steve. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. We'll take more good ideas from our good listeners and any other callers. During the 9 a.m. hour, we're going to check brief news headlines coming up shortly. Then we will have open phones during the 9 a.m. hour. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time, coming up on 9 a.m. First, we will have CBS News, the very latest from Columbus, Ohio. Make sure you listen for that because that seems to be a topic of du jour. Oh, lots of other topics are on the back burner as well. We'll discuss those when we return. This is WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is now 9 o'clock. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. Double to KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is the superlativist co-host we've ever had of superlativeness, and we appreciate him coming in. Uh, common sense conservative, a natural-born listener, very woke if there ever was such a person, and hasn't forgotten anything. Well, actually, he's forgotten quite a bit about history, but he still, even with that, remembers more than I ever would, and so we appreciate that. And we have on the other side of the glass a guest producer today, Mr. Matt Catrillo is over there, news director, has a growing family in the North Pole, as we call it, where I live, and is just a super fabulous guy. And he's answering the phones when they ring. So you do your part and you make that happen. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them Found out. Found your sheet, finally. I did. No, I had to print out a new one. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us right now, 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about race and living in a cocoon and terrible media is the subject line of uh, one of the uh, emails that we've received. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com, and you can text us at 70236 if you're a text connection. 
TextConnect member to reply to a previous message. If you haven't signed up for TextConnect yet, now will be an ideal time to do so. Things are happening around here, and we just love to keep you informed. Closed roads, weather warnings, breaking news, dead celebrities, you name it. We notify you in a big fat hurry, and we would just love you to know what's going on in the world. Big fat hurry, huh? There you go again. A major obese You're trying to keep the heavy people down. (laughs) Oh, gosh, here we go. All right. In the news today, City of Sunbury receiving $700,000 in state funding to assist in the upcoming Reagan Street reconstruction project. The state says $700,000 being awarded for the project from the Commonwealth Financing Authority. The project taking place on Reagan Street from Front to Fourth Streets and includes separation of stormwater and sewage pipes. And their goal is to prevent flooding in the Reagan Street underpass. $1.4 million project being worked on there. After a delayed opening last season due to the pandemic, Knoebel's Amusement Resort is set to open for the full season, but they will be noticeably short-handed. A spokesperson Stacy Etko says the park is still looking for another 500 workers to be fully operational. You'll be able to go to uh, call them daily or go to knoebels.com slash ride by 10 a.m. each day to see which rides they won't be able to open. Believe it or don't, Joe didn't even know this. They employ almost 200 people or 2,000 people every summer. It's been almost 50 years since Tropical Storm Agnes descended on the Susquehanna River Basin in June of 1972 and transformed our valley. Bucknell University is holding Agnes Revisited tonight. It's a dramatic uh, reading and uh, performance of uh, the learned stories that have the the Bucknell University Humanity Department uh, preparing for the anniversary. It's subtitled Learning to Live with Floods, History, Change, Remembrance, and Resilience. True stories from folks in our community, Sunbury, Lewisburg, Milton, West Milton. But the stories are going to be transformed in, in really entertaining, stimulating, and surprising ways. So folks will hear monologues, they'll hear songs, they'll see dances, a couple of different scenes involved, photo montages. WKOK is intricately involved in this and some of our broadcasts from 1972 uh, will be part of that broadcast tonight. Virtual performance only at this stage. There's no non-virtual performance of this. Andrew Stools, Associate Professor of Environmental Studies, 7.30 p.m. We have the link at WKOK.com. If you need a dose, uh, go to the CSO office tonight. Today, dose of what? Just out of curiosity. 9 a.m. vaccine. Okay. 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. <laughs> might, might want to specify that. Mm. Why? Well, I, what do you think you I'm just talking said, about? Well, I don't know. The word dose doesn't describe exactly what it is you're saying. Mm. A COVID-19 <laughs> vaccination dose. That's better. Today at uh, a, the CSO uh, County office. If you've already had UNO, you can go get dose from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. today, 570-495-2395, the number to call. And we have the link at WKOK.com. 1,700 more people have been vaccinated lately, according to Mr. Macatrillo's great story that he produces every day. More than half of the residents in the central Susquehanna Valley have had what? Two shots. A dose. Oh, a dose. At least okay. one dose. Yeah, we're not up to uh, 50% of people have had both doses yet, if they're going to get one. I've had mine. And finally, one other headline. Yes. 
Ted Nugent has tested positive for COVID-19, <laughs> and his symptoms are pretty bad. The Michigan rocker went on Facebook Live Monday saying that when he tested positive after battling flu symptoms for nearly two weeks, quote, I've had flu symptoms for 10 days, and I thought I was dying, he said in his live video. His Facebook video announcing the COVID-19 comes after he's posted uh, numerous videos on his Facebook page saying he wasn't afraid of the virus and ranted about uh, the what he says are debunked myths one right after another, including, of course, that it's a hoax, it's no worse than the flu, called it a dirty lying scam when his concerts were canceled. Uh, he said, quote, I guess I would ask you because I'm addicted to truth and my common sense meter would demand the answer to why weren't we shut down for COVID 1 through 18? COVID 1 through 18 didn't shut anything down, but whoa, COVID 19 and it's 99.8 survivable. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, why would we shut down for an AIDS epidemic? You're just going to rub flu? the salt in Ted's wounds no matter oh, what. I'm just trying to read the whole story. I want to be fair here. I mean, he's <laughs> he wants to get his two cents in so I'll, I'll play his little game well you certainly have proven that there's well, another I think hypocrite. This is, this is what's going to happen is you're going to see you know vaccine hesitant people who are uh, anti-covid masking and social distancing unfortunately very slowly they're going to start to get it that's why we're not going to hit herd immunity because this X percentage, what is 20 or 30 percent of the population won't get the vaccine or hasn't already had it. So slowly they're going to get it. Eventually, I guess we could get to a point where it dies out, but that would be, you know, six, seven years well, down the line. Well, they keep saying we're not going to get to herd immunity until 90 percent of the population has received its vaccine. Well, and guess what? That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Nope. We've got, we got lots of hesitant and people In any event, here. Ted Nugent now accepts the fact that this is a real problem, right? Isn't that the bottom line no, of the story? I wouldn't say that he's, he's changed his tone on that. Just because you get the disease doesn't mean... Well, he thought it was a hoax. He certainly well, can't Well, yeah, he knows it. that's not true. <laughs> well, I think the hoax part in particular, in his view, and I haven't followed his remarks closely, but I know that he's an uh, anti-vaxxer and anti-COVID, anti-shutdown, anti-distant, anti-masking uh, individual, is that e even though he's you know pretty darn sick at the moment it didn't wasn't worth shutting down the economy or keeping us distance or changing the way we school or anything like that okay and if That's we, we didn't really need that half a million people in the u.s anyway so but look at the difference between states florida where governor DeSantis has been pilloried for opening up his results are better than California's by a country mile. Well, I think you could argue Pennsylvania's results are so far so good, you know, with masking and vaccination. And, of course, X percentage of the people have had it and X percentage of the people are already dead, that uh, we're in a good position now to get through the summer without really too much difficulty. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. But if you don't want the vaccine, you uh, stand a chance of being, you know, you're still uh, vulnerable. Well, Let's see, I'm 77. I've had both shots. My mm -hmm, wife's had mm -hmm, both shots. Mm -hmm. Neither one of us have had any adverse reaction. We haven't gotten the disease. And your hair's grown back. So and this yes, is perfect. My hair's grown back. <laughs> that works out. <laughs> All right, one My fingernails growing that's bothering me. <laughs> that's I have been to trim them every day. That's actually been happening for 80 some <laughs> years in your case. All right, 1 800 795 9565 is our open phone. We're still talking about Columbus, Ohio. Uh, most irritating to Joe and to our good callers is that there would be protests in Columbus. Uh, really uh, talking about 
the shooting in particular, if that's what I've gathered, this is really right. about this shooting, not so much about race or race relations but in you, general. You know, right before we went out, before the break, I was mentioning that we, the circumstances of all three of these shootings that have been in the news recently are entirely different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to have some understanding of the, what happened and some sympathy for the facts here, not just the end result. The end result's terrible. A black person was killed. A young black person was killed. But then you hear this. Um, ben Reichley sent this in. I heard the story this morning, and I didn't, I didn't uh, look it up. I should have. Critics are bashing NBC's nightly news Wednesday after the Peacock Network's flagship evening news omitted key details from a report on the police-involved shooting of Mykia Bryant in Columbus, Ohio. They neglected to mention that she was wielding a knife. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> no, they just made it sound like the black, pol- the, like they the white police up. Oh officer gosh, so rolled up, woman. rolled up, and said, "There's black people, shoot!" Oh my gosh! You know that? I think NBC. I think they do that kind of thing deliberately. Now you talk about who's fermenting race, racial strife. There it is. Yeah. There by it not is. reporting the story. Okay. And then Tom brings out another issue that uh, we we talked about yesterday, and he's got the details. Well, you turn sorry Tom away. Tom said the trial for the other three cops in the Floyd murder will be on August 23rd. All three will be tried at the same time. The charge is aiding and abetting a homicide. I don't know if that'll fly, but it might. Well, they could have stopped him. Nine minutes, I guess. They should have stopped That's in the affidavit, so we'll see. Thank you so much, Tom. Really appreciate that. Yeah, that question came up yesterday, and believe it or don't, we couldn't quite remember what was what. Well, we have one call and one coming in. Yep, Mark is on the line from Watsontown, Pennsylvania. Lost the other call. Uh, Northern part of Northumberland County. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning to you. Uh, I think you you ought to check. uh, Stanford University just released a report that most of these masks that we're using are useless. And, of course, that plastic wraparound thing that you see sometimes, where it's a clear thing around, have a head, they put it on the head, that's, that's completely useless, too. Uh, there's very few masks out there that are effective on this virus. And I just thought I'd let you know about that. And uh, we've got to get off topic of race and keep an eye on China and Russia because they're building up t- tremendously. And uh, right. uh, we, we could have some serious problems here down the road not too far away. What's the worst case scenario if we if we keep focusing on these little issues in the U.S. and don't focus on China and Russia? Big surprises. Big surprises. A huge you know, military presence with the Russians up above. They could annex the whole North Pole and uh, threaten the northern part of Alaska. And, of course, uh, China's got their eyes on Taiwan and the South China Sea. But uh, things are moving elsewhere, and we're just not paying attention. And the end game is what Russia wishes to still, as they probably always have had, an interest in global control. Same with China. Oh, yeah, and, of course, Ukraine. They want to take Ukraine back. And... Uh, Latvia and Estonia, they got their eyes on that, too, but uh, our military is uh, not up to snuff. It really isn't, and uh, I'm very much worried about this, and uh, I could see uh, China uh, with their fourth aircraft carrier. I think they just commissioned that or are going to uh, putting into the uh, Caribbean or the Gulf of Mexico with a uh, a group of battleships, or I don't know if they make battleships anymore, but uh, supporting craft uh, within the next two years. Do you, they got both. They have control on both uh, ends of the canal now, Panama Canal. We're just we're asleep at the switch. How it's unbelievable! If Russia wishes to have global control and China wishes to have global control, how can they both have control of the globe? What will happen there? 
Well, China, uh, they want the, the Pacific area, and Russia wants, of course, to dominate Europe and that area. Eventually, though, China, uh, Russia has a problem with China with that border. I that, don't think Russia completely trusts China. That's been tried. That would, be, that that's would be been interesting in a few years. That's been tried before. It was done by the Germans and the Japanese in World War II, and it didn't work out very well. well that was one different, though. The world has changed. Weaponry is different. The kitchen has changed. Right. We don't Everything's have the different. dominance that we had to, and the ability to produce things uh, uh, like we did back then. Uh, we, uh, we're, we're in some serious, serious trouble, and... Uh, I don't know. Like I say, the country is uh, not paying attention. Right, and President Biden isn't paying attention. And so are there any potential leaders there among the people who say, you know, I might run for president in a couple years? who would be i mean i don't know about kamala harris's background they always say she's going to be the next president i don't personally see that myself but nonetheless uh is there anybody in the in the u.s leadership on either party who would be a good person to have at the helm as this evolves uh well you got a problem with the joint chiefs of staff too and you got an attitude problem now uh, we're shifting in the military uh, we're going to be more woke or whatever that's going to be uh uh, I uh, I think we're in deep trouble. I, uh, Pompeo uh, knows a lot of the world. Oh, news. okay, sure. And uh, 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 he's a very intelligent, and he uh, he thinks before he sometimes, you know, uh, whereas Trump sometimes shot from the hip, or he should have kept his mouth shut. I liked a lot of things Trump did, but he did make some mistakes. There's no question about that. But I think we're, we're so far gone now that uh, I, I'm very... I think China could become the dominant power uh, economically, and Russia could dominate Europe. And uh, I don't know what one man could do it. And I know the Joint Chiefs of Staff should be completely changed. So I'm not, I'm not satisfied with them at all. Are either of those countries going to take over the U.S. at some point? Uh, what they'll do is they'll put us in a box. We'll be insignificant. Uh, we will just, uh, and when we're doing so in those economically. We're, we're destroying our currency, and uh, uh, we're just not going to have the economic power or the military power to influence most of the world, and it's, it's frightening. It really is. I guess China couldn't really call all of their loans due. That would not... Oh, they're threatening that, too. Well, that yeah, what is that, nine trillion? Uh, yeah, I don't think we have I enough think money to there's a to perfect solution back. to this. Joe Biden will just uh, emic uh, Barack Obama and go on an apology tour. I don't think Joe Biden's going to solve this, but I, I think well, our good caller has a everybody. point that we should monitor this, and, and as we elect presidents in the next uh, three years, we should be thinking about that, that it isn't, you know, you might, you might like President Biden's bold leadership in the U.S., as I certainly do, but minus the U.S.-Mexico border, of course. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, Mark. What about the way he's handling the economy? These, these trillion-dollar spending sprees, that's not good. Right, yeah, the spending's got to stop, but uh, in any event, he, he's still an upgrade from President Trump. But the, my point is that we in, could, uh, well, 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 in some areas, uh, <laughs> there might be an argument there, but uh, overall, uh, if, if Trump would have just kept his mouth shut and not, and not be so arrogant at times, uh, he would probably had a chance, better chance of winning the election. It, it was his personality, I think, that did, did a lot of it. And of course, I do think some of the election was was a little suspicious, but. Uh, 
Trump is not a complete failure, but his personality is, that's for sure. So, like I said, who could be the next president, or, or who could be help run their military? So we'll, we'll keep that in mind. i got to thank Mark for one thing. I've learned how to stop you. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it works. It works. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be helpful. Thank well, you. You certainly have been, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mark. All right. Take care, guys. Appreciate Bye. it. We're going to have to put that in the highlight reel. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about global issues at the moment. A last caller before a quickie break. Bob, you're on the mark. Yeah, good morning. As far as the only thing we're having going on with them right now is them hacking our country and our intelligence. So uh, that's really not anything new. Uh, Biden is going after them to uh, charge them with, I'm not sure what the, what the words are that they're doing, but Right, you know, but that's, interfering a, that, with that's our, little window dressing. That's nothing dealing with global dominance. I mean, it's like throwing a paper airplane at a ship that's about to run you over. That's not going to do right. anything. And as far as uh, racism goes, I mean, as far as most of the callers calling in, most of them are from the right going after uh, Biden. He has done nothing racist. President Trump was the racist president. And they think that's the reason that uh, Trump lost was, you know, because he was racist. And if they blame Biden to be racist, they think that Biden will lose. Well, there's no evidence that uh, Biden's done anything racist except try and unite everyone on the right and the left. No, so, I don't know. Uh, how is, how is he, uh, exactly how has he done uh, that? Exactly how has he tried, done anything to unite the country? What's he done? Many things. Well, I'm asking you, give me an he's, example. He's, he's, he's opened up. He said, opened up what? I'm open to everybody. Oh, that, I know, can say I'm open to everybody, too, but that doesn't mean I am. So what has he actually physically done to bring us together racially? I'll get back with you. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I Obviously, nothing that. leaps immediately to mind, and that's well, my issue. leadership well, is drawing Well, there's too many things to even try and recall. I mean, <laughs> look, well, look at the cabinet he's brought together. You got red, white, black, and blue. That doesn't make mean that he's done anything he to end racism. Every, you know, he goes out and addresses the country and tells people the truth, not like Trump lied to everybody. He rarely you know, speaks, Trump but he does tell the truth. Trump lied and 400,000 people it's died true. about this well, how virus about all those that pen- people think is fake. And this is not fake. There are people dying every day. India right now has like 100,000 <laughs> people dying a day over this. So you're just so. deflecting. You're, you're talking about uh, the pandemic he now instead of racial question. relations. No, he answered the question. That's You just can't accept the answer. Thank you so much, Bob. Hey, thanks, thanks for Bob. Calling. Take care. Have, have a good, good one. Bye. All yeah. right, one 800 795 talking about China and Russia, global dominance versus the weak U.S. Maybe you have an opinion about that. Race in America, Columbus, Ohio in particular, has been our topic earlier this week. one of our week. texters points out, and I wasn't aware of this, so the Columbus, Ohio cop has been put on leave for the action he took to save a black girl. Isn't that typical? Punish the people that do the right thing. I think police are often placed on administrative leave after a shooting incident. Usually it's administrative duty, I think. Administrative leave, not necessarily, but duty, you know, keeping them off the street. So, And I think that's pretty typical, so I'm not sure that that's indicative of anything. I mean, it could be mishandled. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we certainly know that around here that individuals who are involved in a police-related gun incident, uh, the police officer is often placed on leave for a short time uh, so that this can be investigated. 
investigated and uh, just uh, triple check that everything was on the up and up. All right. We would love your opinion about these and other topics. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You know what the big issues of the day are. 1-800-795-9565. We're going to let Joe elaborate on the LeBron James uh, tweet so we get a clearer picture about precisely what uh, he was up to. That seems to be a topic of conversation today. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at on the mark at WKOK.com. Put Matt Catrillo, our producer, to work. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. You said you had a bit of a start when you read in the Patriot recently. Yeah, I saw that uh, George Gikas passed away, but it wasn't our former congressman. <laughs> Apparently, it was a relative of his who uh, formed the owned the gazebo room mm-hmm. and developed a just a delicious Greek dressing that sold and manufactured all over so, manufactured here, sold all over the country. Popular, popular man. Popular man. George yeah. Gikas, the congressman. Oh, well, well, maybe both were both. Okay, uh, there you go. There's a, an email that's current. It says it doesn't matter who George Floyd was. It matters who Derek Chauvin was, and it matters that he was supported in who he became for 19 years. 18 complaint instances in 19 about years. Chauvin here. Right. That's what we said, what the writer said. Who allowed him to continue? Who allowed him to continue to escalate? Who hasn't seen the video? Why does everyone ignore that and continue to feel justified in blaming the victim? Wouldn't that put them in the mindset of supporting Chauvin's behavior? How sick have we allowed ourselves to become? Signed by Joanne in Sunbury. But Joanne, no one's forgotten that video. I think that video loomed extremely large in the trial, and I don't think anybody's excusing Chauvin. I haven't heard anybody defend the guy. Have you? This email's based on something we said yesterday, so uh, that's what that's about. Thank you for the email very much. 1-800-795-9565. I got an open line. We got one is occupied. Joe, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. All right. Good morning. Uh, yesterday, I think uh, you had a conversation with Al, and he wondered why George Floyd was uh, still parked outside after he dropped or used the counterfeit $20 bill. And in the testimony, the, the woman that was with him, whose name was Shawanda Hill, uh, she testified that he fell asleep, and he fell asleep suddenly, and that's the testimony in in the transcript right here that I'm looking at. And I I did get to watch some of the trial. I was still working, but uh, on and off I watched about as much as I could, and uh, that was one thing that uh, just maybe to clear that up. And even when the police came, that uh, she was trying to. Uh, wake him up at that time so that could do with the fentanyl or some other reason i'm not 
sure of that. But uh, also the uh, question that Mark asked a little earlier in the show was uh, how else to keep the black man down. And if I can just uh, go through a list, and if we don't talk over each other, then if you have anything to say, that'll be good. And, uh, well, first of all, you could have them live in one area, keep them uneducated, have the government become the head of the household, overlook the drug addiction, let the drug dealers keep supplying the drugs to the community, pull the police out of their community. We've already, done, last, we've already and, done all that. And lastly, convince the voting bloc uh, of uh, 93% percent to vote for you by saying the other side the other party is unrepentingly racist. So that's uh, for your question, uh, just off the top of my head, that's uh, a few ways of a blueprint, which uh, may be already in action, but uh, you can uh, make that determination yourself. Yeah, I think we already do most of those things, so that I think it's working. Right, in, in the Democratic Party. Uh, I'll go that far to say that, because as Many uh, callers uh, call in, they seem to, and I do too, think that uh, the Democratic-controlled inner city or larger cities who have a, uh, I, I don't know what word to, to use other than ghetto, uh, a, a community like that, it's it just the south side of Chicago, which I don't know, I don't think I've ever even been there, but it's like a cop-free zone, if, uh, from what little bit I read about it, uh, that, that you know, they just g- almost give up on it. The community, or the leaders from the mayor on down are like, well, you know, that's what we have to deal with here. So, and it's primarily yeah, I, I, a race. So Mark agrees that, that that is a blueprint being followed by some people. I'm, I'm, no, I just have a question for you. The, the issues that we have in race are primarily a Democratic issue, right? Republicans are part um, of the solution. Well, primarily, I, I well, I would say, who's ever spouting that people inherently are racist, and they use this—I uh, don't want to say psychology—but if you admit, if you don't admit you're a racist, you're a racist, and obviously, if you admit you're a racist, then, then you, you are. are. <laughs> it's, a, it's an issue. People, I've heard that many a times on. It's I'll say the mainstream media, the, mm-hmm. then they're educated uh, white and black people that have uh, used that idea. And, and that's what I mean, that uh, they use the other side. They point to the other side that they're unrepentantly. Well, let me, you, let, you can't get out of that. It's like the witch trial. Let me jump I mean, in here. They're not seeing anything new. I mean, they're just, instead of witches, they're using other people. They're, they're just, uh, if I mean, if you haven't heard that, that's fine, but... That for the last couple of years, people on uh, in the media have been using that. Uh, I'll call it a mantra almost. Let me jump in for a minute because I think uh, the problem that we're facing here is that we're throwing that word racist around far too easily these days. Oh, I, all, I you ha- all you have to do is disagree. If I disagree with a black person, right. some some I white person is going to call me sure, a racist. A racist. No, but I mean, we we can't have an honest discussion about race if we're going to call somebody a racist who who brings up issues we don't want to hear. That teenager had a knife. Oh, Joe's a racist. Racist. Yep, that's it. Must be. Right. <laughs> and, and yeah, that's what I've I've said to people. Like, no matter on personality, and believe me, I I lived in 
a, a city for five years that had a hundred thousand people so i for a short period of time years i had contact and worked with black people and that was i was much younger and didn't i didn't think anything different but if i would judge that person that i didn't like their personality or their religious beliefs or you know their political re beliefs because they're black then i'm racist not because I don't like their personality, so to speak. I can't dislike a black person almost. Well, we've got to point. get to the point that we do what Dr. King admonished us I to agree. do. We, I we agree need 100%. to. hundred percent. And and who who says that as much as anybody is the Democrats. One Joe get, at a time. <laughs> I'm not even allowed to dislike a black person at this point. And I, at where I live now, I don't have much contact, uh, obviously in the valley here, but I I, I have in the past and. Right. I had friends. I'll, I'll even go that far that I had friends and rode and carpooled with black people. Well, I think and you're a hundred. Joe, you know, I, Joe, One was older, Joe. and he gave me guidance <laughs> on marriage because I was just a young kid who didn't know nothing about nothing. Joe, I think you have a point. Uh, you know, this is a through line through a lot of criticism of what has happened in cities that democratically controlled cities uh, should recognize for themselves that they're primarily responsible. If there's failed policies in a city that is uh, leading to more racial issues that I think Democrats would have to admit that it is democratic policies in many urban areas that have led to this. Now, coming to that reckoning, let's suppose all of a sudden Democrats say, hey, you're right. That doesn't really help us much. We really do need a new way forward. This has to be an inflection point. Thank you so much for calling yeah, thanks, in. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate yeah, your call. Great points all. But I, I, I hear that from a lot of people, including Democrats. I say, look, it, it, this isn't a Democrat or Republican issue. This has got to be addressed in a, in a real, tangible, bipartisan. If Republicans are the woke party, they've got to help the Democrats somehow and get this It doesn't matter who's woke fixed. and who's not woke. I think what we need to do is have a serious conversation about about all of this, but we can't do that if we're going to label each other as racist because we bring up yep. unpleasant facts Joe's or racist. unpleasant conclusions did it again. and try to deci decide whether or not they're valid. What? I just disagreed with something you said. And oh, you're racist. Once again, no, you are. <laughs> again. We'll be right back. Welcome back. One occupied line, but uh, we'll take more comers. Uh, upper right-hand corner, Joe. All right. One of our emailers says, I'm very much for the police and sure to appreciate them, but why do police always seem to shoot to kill, not to disarm? Maybe that is part of the problem. I feel sorry for those who have lost their lives because of police, but if they would have obeyed orders to stop and desist, they most likely would still be alive. Too many people have not learned to stop means that stop means stop or no means no and color has nothing to do with it it's called taking responsibility for one's actions all right thank agree with you that for the email chris you're on the mark thanks for calling in morning chris yeah well i think that there's one party that uh when they had a candidate who was against the civil rights uh bills for president uh, the one candidate was not a racist. He was a good man, Goldwater, in a lot of ways. He was not racist, but the racists in the country saw a reason to vote Republican then. I think that when the civil rights laws passed, one party decided to use a Southern strategy and attract uh, racist voters. 
that were Wallace voters who were racist at the time. Wallace himself changed. Then through today, they've uh, appointed Supreme Court justices that although they usually defer to congressional law whenever possible, decided it was time to overturn the civil rights laws so that the southern states could change their laws concerning voting. And that that party has, in places where elections were closed, have changed rules and done actions in elections to disenfranchise black people and at least decrease their turnout, shall we say. And so I think there's one party that's really definitely earned the title. They've also run on racist memes from Reagan through Nixon. Well, you've just described, you've just described the, the Democratic Party. And Trump. You've that just was des- one party. You've just described the, the Democrats. Party. And who was it that fought against the Voting Rights Bill and the Civil Rights Act? It wasn't the, the Republicans. The Democrats from the South. Right, not the Republicans, yeah. and, and it wouldn't have passed who, without Republican the votes. The Republican Party turned to attract to their party the white Southern voters, the anti-black uh, people in northern cities. That's who they turned to to attract a majority vote. No, I don't think they turn to them. I think that what, what you have is an evolution. Southern strategy. Let's have a southern strategy. They, they've said it. And John Ehrlichman even said that the drug laws that Nixon passed were so they could just disrupt politically hippies and leftists and blacks. Now, I think he might have been lying because uh, he had a grudge against Nixon for not pardoning them. But... I'm not sure whether he was lying or not. Well, let's face it. Both parties have had their share of, of doing things for political gain that had nothing to do with what was best for this country. And I'm willing to concede that. And a problem, well, I, always, I still like what someone once said. He said, the problem is we have too many Nebraska congressmen, too many Pennsylvania congressmen, not enough United States congressmen. Well, I think what we have is uh, too many rural congressmen who are not really interested in the po- politics of the, uh, of the problems of urban centers. Well, have you seen Fred Keller's district? If you're, you're, yeah. All right. That's an enormous district that goes from almost the bottom of the state to the top, and at the top goes from almost all the way across the, the state. Bottom of Perry County up to Lake Wallenpaup. Right, you know. County. So, I mean, it's hardly he's hardly got more influence than a congressman from Philadelphia who's representing five city blocks. What's your point? My point is that... I don't understand your point at all there. My point is that rural congressmen don't... (laughs) They're not the ones who are causing the problem. It's the congressmen from the major cities who are causing the problem. Most of whom are black. (laughs) They're outvoted, Joe. (laughs) How can that be? Philadelphia has ten times more congressmen than Seelands Grove. Yeah, Joe... The rural area congressmen are uh, largely Republicans. The urbans are 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 uh, largely black, and they're uh, eighty to ninety percent one-party districts. Who do you think has the most overall in the state? It is not the urban Republicans. I mean, the urban the urban urban congressmen. 
Now, about police, I think police training is probably woefully deficient. Uh, if you see the, the Bob Marr show uh, this week, you can watch that, and there's a, there's a woman who teaches police uh, procedures to police, and she thinks it's deficient most places. And usually they just do marksmanship, and that's about it. And there, that's. I don't know how it is in Shemokin Dam, but I don't know how much extra training they get in Pennsylvania. Well, I'll answer your. I'll answer your question about police. I'll answer your question. Pennsylvania officers have to qualify with the weapons they use every year. They have to go through training to do that. Any other training a police officer gets after the academy is usually at the discretion of the department. I can tell you that our chief of police assigns our officers for additional training all the time, and I assume most departments in, do. In what areas, though? What, what do they learn? Well, lots of different things. I mean, it, there are all sorts of seminars available for, about police tactics, about how to fill out f- forms. I mean, almost okay. any area of policing that you want to have Anything some additional training. Anything about de-escalation? Training. Yes. Race? I'm sure there is. I don't know the exact courses that are out there, but I know there are lots of them, and they are cover a wide range of policing topics. Go ahead, Chris. Okay, yeah. Well, it, we'll, we'll see. I'm not really sure, but uh, that's what she was suggesting, suggesting. And she was a cop who taught things, and she thought it was woefully inadequate. And the other thing that cop training seems to do is you do not draw your gun unless you uh, need to use it to to protect yourself to kill. And when you draw your shoot your gun, you're you're trained to shoot center mass to kill. And there's some good reason for that. But there's also uh, seems to be lack of training in, uh, for instance, as Stan himself said earlier today. The four shots seem a little excessive, especially with a crowded people, but they often, uh, on these films, they, they're shooting uh, their whole clip sometimes into people. They're shooting their entire gun into, into people, and it seems really highly unnecessary when they hit, hit you in the, in the chest or the stomach in the first shot for self-protection or anything else. And there's also the problem of the way they come up and approach a situation. The, the kid that was shot in Cleveland Park with a toy gun, the cop pulled up, screeched his tires, and of course the kid looked up, and when he looked up, the kid, he got shot almost instantly. There was the East St. Louis one where there was a mentally uh, unbalanced Appearingly unbalanced person way, walking around with a gun in front of a liquor store. People had walked by him. There were films of them. People were a little concerned but didn't know what to do. Eventually, somebody called the police. The police got there, and he was one second out of his car before he shot the guy dead. Let me ask you a question, now, if I may. That does not seem like intelligent policing to me. May I ask and you a question? Yet all that passed. May I ask you a question? Please, hold up. May I finish my statement? Just a second. I only have. A well, you've been going for ten minutes. That's, that that's the rest of us get a word in. Official consideration that they followed the procedures. All right, then now the procedures are wrong. I think you're backed up. Against, ahead, you're backed up against a car. There's someone approaching you with a knife. A cop pulls up. 
How many times do you want him to shoot? Do you want him to stop the person, or do you want him to shoot once and then wait and see if everything's okay before he shoots again? Uh I I don't I don't think a half a second pause would uh, would uh, likely uh, in fact just the shooting of the gun is likely to stop somebody attacking with a knife. You think so, huh? In most <laughs> cases, I think so. Yeah. I think you're wrong. Uh, somebody so high on adrenaline, you don't know whether they're high on drugs. Okay, they're coming you at you with a knife. Okay, the cop is on adrenaline either, do you? Well, at that point, I would think the cop isn't high on adrenaline, that he's reacting to, to his training. He's doing what he was trained to do, which is uh, to save a human life. Now, let me finish. Let, let me way. finish. You ask me to let you finish. The policeman is trained to save a human life, to act with deadly force to save himself or others who are in imminent danger. That police officer reacted to the situation appropriately, and he did as he was trained to do. And we should thank him for that, not suspend him. All right, you got 30 seconds, Chris. I, I don't know if suspension is necessarily a punishment because it's suspension with pay and it's like they say that they often at least are taken off street duty to adjust to having killed somebody. All right, we got which you. Which isn't a bad idea. All right, now, thank you so much, Chris. You didn't answer my question about the incident in police in Cleveland and, and the liquor store in East St. Louis, both of which uh, seemed really like very poor policing but uh, they passed the courts they were at the court and all it was all okay they followed police procedure uh, to me that means police procedure is wrong all right, all right. well that's we your you, opinion Chris. thank you thank you so much sir thanks, oh, you didn't thanks, answer thanks, that. thanks you for calling another case a hypothetical case but right. go ahead joe that's the way you are bye <laughs> thank you sir thank you so much for setting joe straight appreciate it You've been set straight. Are you happy now? Well, as uh, one of our callers said the other day... <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. we got time for one more caller. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Subway Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Thank you, Matt, for doing a super job tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank our, you for doing a super job tomorrow. Yes, you, thanks you, for doing uh, a super job today. Prescient, you know what he's Comma. going to do tomorrow. Well, I, I have a feeling. but <laughs> Matt uh, now has something to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> My prediction. Anyhow, LeBron, we started out with LeBron James this morning talking about his uh, his... Uh, what do you call it, screed, if you will, on uh, the Internet. He has, what is it, 5 million followers on uh, Twitter, I guess it is. 
And um, he says, anger does not do any of us any good. After he backed down from his original tweet, he said, anger does not do any of us any good, and that includes myself, and you should use me there. Um, gathering all the facts and educating go- does, though. My anger is still here for what happened to that little girl, spelled L-I-L, my sympathy for her family, and may justice prevail. You know, I think that that's kind of prejudging. It's like saying this cop did something wrong. He doesn't know that. Well, repeat his first tweet was something. His first tweet was, um, I'm just so damn tired of seeing black people get killed by cops. Okay. Something like that. Um, I had it here in a minute. But police were called to the scene at 430 for a report of attempted stabbing. Body cam footage released late Tuesday showed Bryant being shot as she was attacking another black teen with a knife. Uh, So what would you have the officer do? Seriously, I mean, if it were my kid, I'd want that officer to stop what was happening. And I, and, and while I respect Chris's opinion that one shot should be enough and just the sound of the gun going off would be enough, I, I don't buy it. I think the police are trained to stop the attack, to make sure that the person that's being attacked isn't harmed any further. You know, and, and they, there was all this talk about sending social workers instead of police. So what would a social worker have done here? Oh, it might be nice if you didn't stab that young lady, please. Well, and I think what's happening, and I, I don't know too much about what's happening in Columbus, but I think it's a reaction to another white officer shooting a black person. It may not have as much to do with the circumstances, but again, I don't know too much about what's going on there. But I honestly, I think you have a lot of really burdensome legacy of bad policing coming to bear on what might be I don't think you can call that bad policing if a a guy responds to his training. If I could finish what I was saying, what could have been a good shoot, as you guys like to say. You're listening to On the Mark. Joe, enjoy your vacation lengthened weekend. This is WKOK Sunbury.